Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal, a Saturday edition of Inside Arsenal. I hope wherever you're watching, or listening to this around the world, you are having a very good start to your weekend. Plenty to discuss today. Of course, no Arsenal today. We've got to wait another 24 hours before the Brighton game at the Emirates tomorrow, 2pm kickoff in North London. Uh, we'll look ahead to that game. We'll look at what Mikel Arteta has been saying ahead of it. Look at what he had to say yesterday in his press conference about the FA charge being thrown out against him. Uh, some interesting comments from Arteta on that. We'll look at the latest team news. We'll talk about Thomas Party who is uh, certainly, if you read social media, you think he's back in full training. He's not yet, unfortunately. I'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show as well and do my predicted 11 for tomorrow's game. Right, let's get stuck into it, shall we? And we'll start with the FA charge that was thrown out by the Regulatory Commission on Thursday. Mikel was reacting to it in his press conference yesterday. There was lots of questions, of course, and he was trying to play it down. He thought he would. wasn't going to be in full-on gloating mode, although I'm sure deep down inside he was very, very happy with how, um, not just how he was cleared, but how strongly he was cleared by the by the commission in terms of their findings and their conclusion. It was pretty embarrassing for the FA. Um, and he was talking about it yesterday, he was asked if something positive can come out of this whole thing and the fact that he was cleared and the... Um, the way it was done as well in the process. He says, it has to be. It was a really good process and gave the opportunity for them to explain how they felt, myself, how I felt as well, and the reasons behind it. Okay, the outcome is that I'm not charged, but I think we have to draw a line and look for how we can be much more constructive and learn from it and move forward. That's it. It was good. I felt a lot of sympathy, to be fair. Once I explained how sometimes as managers with the pressure that we're under and how important details are for our job, because I love what I do so much and I want to continue doing it. But the reality last year was that 14 managers lost their jobs, which is incredible. We depend on results. That's it. 
when the outcome at the end is that important, I'm really emotional about it. Now, no one remembers what happened three weeks ago when you lost a game. You lost another one because of a different reason. I think it was a good process. Um, interesting comments there, I thought. The fact that they basically, when they listened to him, the commission listened to him, and that they just found it very, very obvious that these managers, people were losing jobs because of these decisions and the process behind these decisions and how they're being made. And you can understand why managers are so emotional about it afterwards. Yes, there is a line. I don't think Arteta overstepped that line with what he said against Newcastle. I thought he was, he very deliberately avoided really singling out the referee. And I think that's certainly helped him by being found not guilty in this case. Um, and he was talking what uh, far more widely about VAR as a whole. Um, I mean, the disgracia, uh, comment and explanation is hilarious <laughs> it has to be said um in the whole thing but yeah I thought that, I thought it was very very interesting and um I think when he says but I think we have to draw a line and look for how we can be much more constructive and learn from it and move forward I think that was really important because he wants and other people want I'm sure they want is it's, it shouldn't just be oh if a manager comes out and says something as long as they don't step over the line of course but if they come out and say something they should be allowed to say that there should be, it should, you know, there needs to be constructive criticism and a constructive way of improving things and trying to get to a point where you can improve things. And I think if there's just a complete closed off job, basically, if it's like, no, you're not allowed to say anything, whatever the referee does, whatever the official does, whatever VAR decides, that has to be the case. That's how it goes. If, you, if you're going to do that, then nothing's ever going to change unless people as high profile as Mikel Arteta within the game speak out and they and everyone comes together and tries to find a way of improving things nothing's going to change we're going to continue in the same way we're going how week in week out all we're going to end up talking about is var and bad decisions and i think until everyone can get together and work together then that's how we're going to improve things that's how football's going to improve and we all want that don't we because we don't want to be talking about officials all the time and when you look at the premier league as it is right now and the quality that isn't right now I think it's very hard not to come to the conclusion that the worst thing about it right now is how the game is being officiated at times and how decisions are being made in video booths 200 miles away from the game. And uh, I thought, yeah, I thought it was really interesting comments from Mikel Arteta. Anyway, a couple of you guys have been getting in touch about it. Reese here says, Charles, can the FA PGMOL appeal the independent panel's finding? They can, yes. But the word is that they're not going to. I don't know that for absolutely certain, but that is the word that is out there, is that they're not going to. And I don't, I don't see how they can appeal. It was so one-sided, the conclusions, the findings by the independent commission. I don't see, they, they just don't have a route to go down to try and appeal, I think. It was so, it was so weighted in Arteta's favour, the outcome, that I don't see how you can appeal that. It was just, you know, it was just a when you read through it as a foregone conclusion, the result in it. So yes, they can, but I, I don't think they will, Reese. Uh, Adam says, hi, Charles. How I hope the golf went well. It didn't. It was awful. Honestly, awful. <laughs> uh, do you think the finding may actually work against Arsenal? I agree this is an embarrassment to the FA. As such, do you think PGMOL may consciously or otherwise referee Arsenal more harshly seeking their own sense of justice? A lot of people have been saying this. Look, I mean, ultimately, I don't know. It's impossible for me to... For me to say, I think the proof's going to be in the pudding in that. Um, I would hope not. And I know there's all the talk about corruption and everything like that. People always talk about it. It's corruption. It's clear. And, you know, I'm I'm of those. I just don't believe that is the case. I still believe that 
they're trying to do what's best and they're trying to make the best decisions. They're just not doing it. I don't think it comes down to corruption or conspiracy theories or anything like that. I'm just not at that point and I refuse to believe that. Um, but, you know, we'll, I, when you look at what happened against Luton and what Mikel Arteta was booked for, that was really hard not to come to conclusions. conclusion as like he's a bit of a marked man. You know, and I'm not saying they're doing that purposely, but sometimes I think because there's been so much comment about it, he's in the press so much about it, you know, his behaviour on the touchline, all that sort of thing, it works against him. When any official now sort of sees him step away from the technical error, it's a yellow card like we saw at Luton, whereas another manager does it and it's not a yellow card. And I don't think that's just down to them purposely doing it. I just think mentally they've been so sort of consumed by the coverage of what Arteta does that they pay a little bit more attention to him. And uh, I hope they don't seek look to seek their own justice. You would hope that they're going to be professional about it all. But ultimately, as I said, the proof will be in the pudding on that one. But thanks very much for your comment, Adam. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, moving on to Brighton, of course, tomorrow. Brighton have won their last three games at the Emirates. They've won their last three games at the Emirates. That is absolutely mad. Uh, they can't. And this goes back before Deserby as well. Graham Potter when, always used to have a good record at the Emirates for Brighton as well. They're just one of Arsenal's bogey teams at home at the Emirates. Um, um, and yeah, obviously everyone remembers that 3-0 defeat at the end of last season when basically the title went up in smoke on that afternoon when Manchester City winning at Everton just before and then Arsenal getting, getting done over by Brighton 3-0 in what was a really horrible day at the end of last season. Mikel was asked about it all yesterday. He said, what makes Brighton so hard to beat? He says they're a really good side last year when we had the game under control. Um, it was when we conceded and then the game completely broke up and we struggled, especially in the last 15 minutes of the game. We have to play better. We have to be very efficient, which is key against them. He was asked if that defeat was going to be a motivation for him and the players tomorrow. He said it was a tough day losing at home the way we did with the last goals that we conceded. It was painful. It was like the dream was almost over, not mathematically, but a big part of it, it was a really tough day. He was then asked, you know, are going to remind the players of what that felt like? He said, they know, they felt it as well. So they know. I mean, it was a horrible day. Anyone that was there, anyone who was watching around the world as an Arsenal fan after that long, hard season to get so close. And then that was the kind of moment we all knew it was absolutely 100% gone. It was, uh, it was a really difficult afternoon that. And um, yeah, whether Arsenal use that, can use that as a motivation, who knows? But they're going to be playing a very, very good Brighton side tomorrow, who, as I said, have very fond memories of coming to the Emirates. They won't be scared of coming to the Emirates. I don't think Brighton are scared of anyone, to be honest. They'll play their game the way they always do. Um, and they'll look to dominate possession, as they always do. And Arsenal are going to have to deal with it. 
you know, they're going to have to play very, very well. They're going to have to play better than they did against Aston Villa. They're certainly going to have to be more ruthless, as Mikel says here, um, than they were against Aston Villa. They have to be efficient when you play against a Brighton side who play the way they do, who create chances like they do, um, and who look to dominate the ball like they do. You have to be efficient. If you get a chance, when you get a chance, you've got to take it. And if you don't, as Arsenal found out against Aston Villa last weekend, you will get punished in the Premier League. So it's going to be a really difficult game, this one. Brighton had a good win against Marseille. They're going to come on a very much as a high after the way they won that game and topped their Europa League group with that last-minute winner for João Pedro against Marseille on Thursday night. There's two ways of looking at that. Will it take, Will they be have a real confidence boost from it and be on a real high? Or will emotionally, will it be a struggle to sort of you know, having come down from such a huge high, you know, arguably one of the biggest results in Brighton's history, um, suddenly come down again, can you can you reset and go again so soon afterwards? So it's two ways of looking how Brighton will deal with that result on Thursday. Um, but, you know, they're a very good side. 100% they're a really good side. They've got danger men all over the pitch. They've got some injuries, but they're still a real, really tough side to play against. And Arsenal are going to have to be very, very good if they're going to get the three points that they need on Sunday. Right, let's talk about some team news now. And uh, Hussein here has got in touch. Says, hi, Charles. I'm seeing around the social media that party is back in full training. Is it true? And there's been lots of talk. I've seen it on my timeline. I've had questions about it. You know, Hussein's not the only one asking about this. And there's been a lot of excitement on social media. This picture has been doing the rounds. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. It's Thomas Party in training with the players um, joking around on the training pitch at London Colney. Um hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that's an old picture. It's not, Thomas Partey is not back in full training yet, I'm afraid. I'm told he's very, very close now, but he's not quite back. He's still working inside. Some of you might have seen the video that was doing around, I think yesterday or the day before of him in the gym, you know, working in the gym and putting some good load into his legs. You could see that. And that's where he is right now. But he's very, very close to going back out on the pitch and starting joining in full training, but he's not yet there. He's not yet, yet there. I think Liverpool is probably still going to be a little bit too early for him. We might see him training outside training before Liverpool, but in terms of actually playing in that game, I think that's going to be too early for him. I'm not even sure if he will be back out on the pitch with the squad next week yet anyway. So I think you're probably looking at the game after Christmas, which is what West Ham on the 28th. Maybe that's more of a realistic option for Thomas Partey coming back. But yeah, sorry to dampen the mood a little bit. I know there was lots of excitement when this pitch was doing the rounds yesterday, but it is an old picture. And as far as I'm aware, he's not yet back out in full training with the squad. Elsewhere, team news, big bonus. Martinelli is back, which is good. Obviously, he missed a game in midweek. Didn't travel over to Holland for the, uh, for the Champions League game because he was ill, but he's back. Mikel was speaking about him yesterday. Says Martinelli is feeling good. We have no other news apart from Mo. Mo had to be subbed because he felt something with his hamstring. We did a scan and it doesn't look too serious. So he's going to be back with us, I think, very soon, which is good news as well so yeah not too bad on the hamstring front for Moel Nenny which is a bonus uh, for him certainly would have been a real shame if he had a serious injury again having just come back from one but yeah good news that Gabriel Martinelli is back and available um, and I imagine he will certainly start that game of course we know there's no Thomas Partey we know there's no Urien Timber we know there's no Tommy Asu I think that's it unless I'm missing someone else you know the sort of long-term absentees they're all out but um, still should be a pretty strong squad for Arsenal and a strong team for Arsenal, certainly, uh, providing nothing has happened in the last 24 hours or so at training that is being kept under wraps. 
Brighton team news, looking at it here. Um, Evan Ferguson expected to start for Bruggen. Um, Belieber, those are all supposed to be coming into the starting lineup. This is taken from BBC here for their team news update on Brighton. Uh, missing some players, obviously, Andrew Fatty's injured, Estupidian, Lamptey, um, and Cisco and Solly March, they're all out. Uh, Ferguson was on the bench against um, Marseille in midweek, so imagine he's certainly going to come in and lead the line. It'll be interesting to watch him up close and personal again. Um, very, very, very talented young striker, Evan Ferguson. Going to be a lot of interest in him come the end of the season um, from a lot of clubs who are going to be looking at strikers. It'd be good to get a look at him and see how Saliba and Gabriel deal with him because he's a very talented young player. But yeah, Brighton also, like Arsenal, suffering with some injuries at the moment. Um, shame Francis Fatty as well. He'd really settled in well at Brighton. Been playing pretty well to get that injury, but I'm sure we'll be back pretty, pretty soon. Predicted 11-wise, this is what I'm going for tomorrow. I mean, I think it's a strong team. I really do think it's a strong team. I mean, arguably, you put put Thomas Party in that. Um, and yeah, I think that's probably the strongest Arsenal team you can get, isn't it? So I'm going Raya in goal, going for a back four of uh, Ben White, Saliba, Gabriel and Zinchenko. Uh, the midfield three of Rice, Havertz and Odegaard, and then Saka, Jesus and Martinelli up front. I mean, it barely gets stronger than that, does it? Like I said, you could pay, potentially put Party in there as a six and move Rice alongside Odegaard, certainly for big away games. That would be the dream for Anfield next week. Unfortunately, it's probably not going to happen. But um, yeah, other than that, I think that's a really, really strong team for Arsenal and you'd hope they're going to get a really big performance from that. It'd be good to see the forwards perform after what happened against Aston Villa last week, which was a real... Disappointing performance by all four of the, the front four, if you want to call them that, in Odegaard, Saka, Jesus and Martinelli. All of them were off it a little bit and that ended up costing Arsenal. I think if there had been even two of them have been um, anywhere near their best, Arsenal win that game against Aston Villa. So they're going to want to bounce back from that, I think, tomorrow and they're going to need to bounce back from that. Kai Havertz playing very, very well. I'm sure he'll keep his place in the team. Uh, was certainly Arsenal's standout performer in the game at Villa Park last weekend. And that's it from me, everyone. Thank you very much for watching. Appreciate your time. As always, I will be heading to the Emirates tomorrow. I'm not going to be in the press box, though, so there's going to be no live updates on social media from me. I'm going to be sitting in my seat with my dad. Um, if I see you in and around the stadium or before the game or after the game, come up, say hello. Hopefully we get to celebrate another win before Christmas. Till then, everyone, have a very good Saturday, a very good start to your weekend. I'll speak to you very, very soon. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.